What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. My name is Ray. This is Anthony. We are Team Evangelical Dark Web, and tonight we're going to be talking about conservative ethos and, you know, versus the base Christian nationalists. This is sort of um, an ongoing debate on the right. And I think this is definitely the time to be making the argument that Christian nationalist is a good label and it is a better label than conservative for describing how a Christian should identify in politics, especially as the meaning of conservative is very diluted And there's a specific problem that I want to talk about tonight in the conservative movement that is not matched in the Christian nationalist movement. And I don't think it really is set up to be matched in the Christian nationalist movement. And I I see uh, Yellowmoth is coming out with the compliments. You got to say, Ray and Anthony are the only e-thoughts I need. Beautiful blondes. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, no homo but i appreciate that (laughs) all right but yes that's a we're gonna be talking about this issue and just the simp culture on the right because it is a huge problem and it it has led to a lot of mediocre personalities kind of influencing politics in ways that really shouldn't be the case and you see it in you also see it with elected officials where pretty bad politicians just get a free pass because they're hot uh, you see that with Christy Nome, she can veto a bill on uh, women's sports, the lowest possible bar for standing up against transgenderism. She can veto that, and a bunch of conservatives will still rally to her because, you know, looks and all that. So that's a major problem in the conservative movement. Uh, and then you got the Christian nationalist side, which would ultimately argue against the 19th Amendment on its premise, uh, as you know, so... That's kind of where I want to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff blew up over so-called calendar gate. And this isn't going to be entirely about calendar gate because I want to make a larger point. They don't see many other people talking about with regards to this controversy. And that is, to me, this is a controversy of if the shoe fits. And that's kind of what it's about. Uh, let's just catch up on some chat. Uh, much better... Uh, much better nationalist than socialist. I agree. Uh, nationalism is basically the oldest foe of communism, if you think about it. Uh, that's what, you know, the wars have typically been nationalist versus communist in a lot of the wars. Now, the communist won a lot of those wars, unfortunately, but you see positive examples where the nationalists defeated communism uh, decisively, uh, at least for a time. Uh, and then Arn says, uh, maybe every time I try to use uh, Christian nationalist, I will have to take two minutes to define the term and then still not be understood. But at the same time, what does conservative mean anymore? Every, a lot of people seem to know what that means, but it really doesn't mean a whole lot. And that's one of the points that I want to make on this subject. So uh, without further ado, I do also want to say, hey, if you like Evangelical Dark Web, you know, the least you can do is subscribe to the channel or the podcast if you are new. Drop a like on the stream to help with those magical YouTube algorithms. 
And the most you can do is support our Patreon-like system at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. So I do want to start out with my article on CalendarGate, which does have a sequel in a sense that happened last night. And we're going to talk about some fireworks that happened last night. But first, we're going to get to the article. Uh, it's a bit of my opening thesis for this issue. Um, so, you know, conservative ethos and calendars. One of the byproducts of the boycott of Bud Light was conservative dad's ultra right beer. The timing was rather quick, but the gimmick was then stepped up by the release of a calendar spearheaded by, in part, uh, Riley Gaines, whose organization stands to benefit from the proceeds. The calendar celebrates, quote, the conservative women who are fighting woke extremists to preserve real women. And Riley Gaines is bikini clad on the cover of the calendar and is featured in two months of the year. Uh, this has created a controversy in conservatism about the culture we are trying to preserve and the ongoing and ongoing debates on modesty. However, there is an element to this debate that is not being looked at, and it is more of a pressing problem for conservative than defining what is and is not immodest dress. So I want to pause right there. Uh, I'm not overly... I'm not overly dogmatic on what is and what is not modest. I do find Steve, uh, C.S. Lewis's argument on modesty more compelling. Uh, my wife is more of a stickler for modesty than I am. But here's the thing about modest. It is dependent on the context. If you are wearing a tuxedo t-shirt to a wedding, is that modest? I would say no. Uh, if you're wearing, uh, there's a lot of things that are not modest to wear in a church, for instance, that would be modest to wear outside of a church. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think the whole dress, dressing casual in church is already kind of something that's gone, on, gone well, too under gone, the rug. It's gone a little far. I do think what's modest for swimming is different than what's modest for working. I do think what's modest for hiking is different than what's modest for going to the gym. Like, I think modesty is dependent on context, and that's why I think it's harder to define. Now, that has nothing to do with what I think about this calendar, okay? But I'm just saying, like, modesty depends on the context. Like, what is modest at a wedding is not, or what is modest at a funeral? You know, if you're wearing bright pink at a funeral, that's not modest. It doesn't matter how much of you is covered. That's not modest. Uh, I mean, yeah, the bikini at a beach. Okay, that's at least an expected place to wear a bikini. And again, you know, that's the guy that spends quite a bit of time looking at women on dating apps. Bikinis are pretty modest compared to some of the other stuff women wear that, you know, might not be at like 90% revealing, but it is far less sluttier to wear bikinis than some of these outfits that women wear that are far more accentuating, revealing, and promiscuous. There is sort of an argument that C.S. Lewis makes about modesty that says, you know, what's modest to this culture is different than what's modest to another culture. He makes an argument like that, that modesty is sort of what is and what isn't modest is a, to some degree, a social construct. Now, what I would say is that it's not, it, you know, beyond a social construct, it's actually a contextual construct. Uh, so those are my thoughts. And that's not getting into the whole, you know, are bikinis 
modest or immodest. Um, generally, probably not super modest, uh, but there are one pieces that are even less modest. So it's hard to define overarching things. But going back to the article, because that's really what I, uh, the calendar and the article is really what I want to uh, go back to and more focus on. Uh, so the issue is conser conservatism's rewarding of ethos. Simply put, half the women on the calendar that the calendar is celebrating are there because they have successfully monetized their sexuality to make it in conservative media. They might not have an OnlyFans, but the hustling of sex appeal to an audience of simps is the same energy. Let's run through some names. So that's my thesis, that so much of conservative media is ethos. They say they're not ethos, but they have the same energy as an ethos. Yeah, being a hot conservative woman can go a long way, especially on the internet, and especially if you want to make a career out of it. And these people on the calendar basically is it. That, that's like half of them. They're just there because of looks. And that's without getting into, you know, a lot of these women aren't married. And, you know, they might be pushing or past the 3-0. Uh, and, and that's and something else to bring up. This is a, a calendar that's meant to celebrate conservative women. But they're not celebrating, you know, being a mom. They're not celebrating really being a homemaker. They're not celebrating... Uh, you know, more feminine, feminine, you know, roles and stuff like that. There, it's it's a cringe attempt at sex appeal, and I say it's an attempt at sex appeal because I really don't find it appealing. Like, if you were trying to, you know, do sex appeal, it doesn't really work on me, uh, personally, uh, because I'm not really attracted to these women in, in this calendar. But and, and I think it's like poorly done, and I. And we're going to talk about a video from last night where you see the, one of the women in this calendar gets confronted on her views and her position and being in this calendar. And she just has no answer for it. And one of the things that they said about the calendar was like, oh, this person's in the calendar, but that picture is terrible. It's like, because the quality of the calendar is really bad. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not attracted to women. I'm not, a, I didn't find the sex appeal. I, I don't, I don't find it remotely tempting in the calendar because I just didn't like if you have fake lips, that's immediately unattractive to me. Like I like we talked about this and I'm just like, OK, let me look at these... lips is lion lips. I don't trust that. I don't I trust mean, women with fake lips at all. We were talking about this like last week and I'm just like, OK, let me just look up their Instagrams. It's like, wow. And, and, and uh, we'll, backup we'll has a good that. verse here to bring up. First Timothy two nine. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes there's another part to that verse which i'm sure you're copying and pasting but yeah it is a command in scripture to dress modestly that that is an instruction in scripture it's clear in scripture now a lot of women don't like first timothy 2 you see a lot of churches just tear first timothy 2 out not for that verse necessarily. They tear it out for the verses after that about female pastors. But First Timothy 2, very unpopular book in the Bible uh, these days. Uh, 
first Timothy, not first Timothy two. Um, uh, and then getting back to the article, cause I do kind of itemize the women in the, that are in the calendar because it is worth itemizing. Uh, Ashley St. Clair, and she is a straight up hoe. Uh, her Instagram is loaded with immodest pregnancy pictures, which apparently is a thing that I don't know what it is about women, but if they're like pregnant or breastfeeding, they have to, you know, be naked. And, you know, like that's a, that's an appropriate thing. I think it was like Rihanna or something. Some, like there's a celebrity that really popularized this. Yeah. And I've seen plenty of women like even women I know or like and friends with on social media. It's just like, ugh, vomit. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And then breastfeeding is especially where women be like, I can, you know, take pictures of my boobs on social media. Yeah, I mean, it's basically what it is uh, for a lot of women. I'm not saying that's why women breastfeed, but I am saying that a lot of women use this as an excuse to be immodest. Um, because, you know, this is their veneer of saying, I'm not slutty at all, <laughs> uh, because this, there's a child here. Um, so Ashley St. Clair is, she has two pictures in the calendar. She's a straight up hoe. Her Instagram's loaded with immodest pregnancy pictures and uh, other immodest pictures that we will call thirst traps because that is the term for it. Um, you're trying to trap thirst. Um, so back in the day though. Uh, so she has an actual history of being a whore on social media. And back on the day, she ran an alt account under the handle Sex Laptop, which, yeah, there, there's not an uh, immodest way to do that. There is a video that kind of ex expresses more of this view. Okay, last one, I swear, but I need to say, I'm not a conservative. Hey, I'm not a conservative. Hey, I'm not a conservative. I don't want any part of whatever this weirdness is going on. I don't agree with it. I think a lot of you guys are going to look back in 10 years and say, where the hell did my country go? With zero introspection for the vast amounts of time you've wasted on meaningless discourse, meaningless discourse by design about women and body counts and hating women and repeal the 19th and blah, blah, blah. I am too traditional for the left, not traditional enough for the right. I consider myself a normal person from 10 years ago. And the only thing I care about is making a better country, better world for my children, for my son. She's and I think many of you are insane. I think you're insane people who many of you should be institutionalized, frankly. Said, can we be cousins because I would fuck my cousin? Can, can I be black? So yeah, that that that's kind of her history. I didn't realize that the end part was there because you, you you do this art, article a week ago and you kind of forget what's all in the all the details in the video. Uh, but yeah, she is all about chasing Tyrone, you know, and then she becomes a conservative influencer, and she kind of has to put away the uh, chasing Tyrone days. But it's clear that she wants to make conservatism more degenerate because and this is something else that came up. She's, you know, very pro. She she thinks it's a waste of time, not just to focus on like 19th Amendment women stuff, but also to talk about illegal immigration. She thinks that's a waste of time. And that's like the number one federal issue. It's a number one issue. And like, yeah. 
Right. I mean, at the state level, you can't do as much. But at the federal level, that's the number one issue. Uh, we had Stephen Wolf on uh, within the last year, and he said that that should be Christian nationalism. Christian nationalism's number one priority at a federal level. And I, I agree with that uh, because if we lose on legal immigration, it's basically game over. Uh, the Democrats will run the tables on us uh, for the rest of time. So that's Ashley St. Clair. I, I, I think the baggage on her is pretty severe. Uh, moreover, uh, she's not, by her own words, a conservative. And there's more evidence on that. But we don't need to be exhaustive on this. Peyton Drew, uh, she's featured on the January. Um, she has the most overtly sexualized uh, picture on the calendar. She is yet another ethot. With DSLs installed in a boob job, it's clear she didn't make it to One America News because of her personality or intellect. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to say about her. No, I'm uh, I'm pretty Wasn't she like the most overt? Most overtly sexual by far. Yes. On her, Ashley St. Clair, maybe number two, but she was, was wasn't hers. The one I said was like an OnlyFans. Like, like she looked like she sells OnlyFans on her Instagram. Mm, yeah. So Riley Gaines, this is kind of the more disappointment, disappointing aspects. Like I'm disappointed that some of the people here are actually on the calendar. Uh, Riley Gaines is one of those people uh, featured in two months as well. Riley Gaines is famous for being the female swimmer robbed by Leah Thomas. Uh, I forget what his actual name is. Uh, she's turned this moment into a career in conservative ink, yet she really isn't able to tell people what they did not already know about transgenderism. So I, I want to pause right there because in conservative media, so much is rewarded for being a victim of something. Like something happened to you. Now you're a famous pundit. Not you did something and now you're a famous pundit. Something happened to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a big Riley Gaines fan for any Sims out there. I'm pretty sure she's taken and off the market. But yes, that is true. So I mean, as far as her posing the calendar, that's probably between her and her man. Uh, but I don't like the fame that she gets. I don't like the attention that she's gotten for basically the bar is so low, just saying that uh they're there's she only said it after women. she stood up after the fact. Yeah. And she's I mean, not able to tell us anything we don't already know. Like a Christian should already know. Yeah, we know transgenderism is a lie. We already know that. We don't need Riley Gaines to tell us that. What she can do is tell her story. Yeah, I mean, there's value in that. But I do think there's a limit to how long she's going to be able to make money telling her story. So I don't. I don't think there's a limit. I think. Well, yeah. She, I think five she, years from she's now, going to parlay this into an actual career. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's gonna, she's gonna parlay. And, the, and th maybe that's what this calendar is: is that she's gonna become an ethot, maybe. Which I don't. Again, the whole going back to my comment, and I didn't think the calendar was sex. Like the calendar's trying to be sex appeal, but isn't. I, I don't think. She, it, it, I don't think honest, she's. Uh, I don't think she's going to be super successful in trying to be an ethot. And well, to me, it seems it seems like with some of these people, it's just like, okay, were they scraping the bottom of the barrel to even find enough women to be on a calendar? Because I mean, yeah, Riley Gaines is in there twice. The one girl is in there twice. 
obviously some of these other names, a lot of them you just never even heard of. So it's just like, it seemed like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And like, yeah, I hadn't heard of a lot of these names either. And the reason why is because I'm not in conservative simp culture. So I didn't know what a Bethany Bartlett was. I didn't know who Kim Klasik was. So let's talk about Kim Klasik for a second. Well, let me just make the joke real quick. Was Michaela Peterson not available <laughs> given some of the photos that she posts out there? Like what? Like, what she does a lot of thirst trapping uh she did uh, yeah i mean she had like a birth uh, oh yeah she she also did the trend of you know i just had a baby so let me just be naked on social media she also did that but you know was she not available <laughs> like it's like you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for... um, so we have kim Klasik, the former stripper is perhaps the most modestly presented in the calendar how ironic uh, despite uh, th this past, she is famous for running for Congress twice in West Baltimore. So she's not an e-thought. I, I wouldn't say she's categorically an e-thought. She did used to be a stripper, but uh, let's be real. She's super famous because she's black and a woman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's why she was invited to speak at the RNC in 2020, despite yeah, but she's an e running in a hopeless race in West but Baltimore. But that's why she actually would be an e-thought. She just wore the sexy red dress, walked the streets of West Baltimore, did an ad that went viral. So, so this really, is where she we're is arguing whether race and woman, you know, which one it's it's the battle. Like so why I, is she I actually, really at where she's at? Because I, I actually think do think she's an ethop by I definition. Don't think she is, but well, her rise to fame was absolutely uh, Yellowmont says she's the fourth mod most modest. I, I guess you're probably counting Dana Lash, who I'm not really talking about. Uh her video her her picture is cringe, but it's not immodest. Like when you're talking about conservative women celebrating conservative women, you 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 want the guns, but for some reason that photo looks like photoshopped in there. Like something about that photo is off. Like I mean, it, again, it wasn't a well done calendar. She might have been the least attractive. Well, that like people are skipping that month on their calendar. I, I don't know, but uh, so you you have Dana's the most modest. Sarah is two. Redhead is three. Now redhead, there is one distinction in there, because first of all, redhead's a straight ethot. There's no way around it. She's an ethot. That is why she's on that calendar. That's why she's the most prominent libertarian female on social media. It's simp culture. There's really nothing more to it. I've seen her rise from an obscure account to a very prominent account. It's just looks. It's really that shallow. Um, so Bethany Bartlett is someone who, yeah, again, no one's really heard of. She's apparently a former bikini model term conservative TikToker who frequent, frequently post thirst traps. So she's all about thirst trapping. And then the redheaded libertarian, the bona fide ethod is one of the few who utilizes the libertine love of coomerism to her advantage, having built a social media brand off people's love of redheads and thirst traps. And again, that's from my years of observation. I've known who this person is for a long time in social media world. And this is Jenna Ellis, who just doesn't know how to make the proper argument. So I, I'm here to make it for her. I'm here to mansplain what's really going on here. She... She responds because apparently redheaded libertarian wants to point out that that's immodest. I'm actually c covering up more than you. It's like you don't understand the point. So uh, 
Jen Ellis is like, I didn't choose to participate in soft porn. Again, I don't think it's super fruitful to argue what is and what isn't soft porn. Jen Ellis insists on arguing that the calendar is soft core pornography. This definition is broad and unclear. Yet the clear distinction between Jenna Ellis and the redheaded libertarian is that Jenna Ellis did not monetize sex to work in politics, at least that we know of. Thus, for her to be in the calendar is going to be seen as sexualized because it was her brand that has always been sexualized. That's the thesis here. These people are in the calendar because of their ethos. Not that the calendar is selling sex as much. It's not the calendar so much as the people in the calendar. And that's what people don't get. Because they don't want to make it personal. They don't want to be like, I'm not taking personal attacks. Well, these people are ethos. That's oh, why the they're whole, in the calendar. E even the whole grift beer. And I want to and I conclude by saying ultra right is 4.8% ABV alcohol by volume, but the remaining 95.2% is cringe. The calendar is bad, but merely a collection of several ethos that conservatives have been simping for years. Ultimately, sim culture needs to be called out and rooted out, and strong men must rise up and lead. So that's where I conclude that article. So that's the thesis. Uh, no one should be buying the calendar. I, I completely agree. Um, and part, you know, first of all, it's, no one should be buying the beer either. Let's let's be real. First of all, it's four point eight ABV. I don't really go below five. So those are my rules. Like you're, you're not even making a real beer. Like, come Isn't on. Isn't it like $9 for a six pack or something it, or um, before I shipping? Mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, again, it's not cheap to ship beer across the country. I mean, I've bought beer across the country before. You really got to play it right to get a decent deal out of it. Uh, and I don't do it anymore because, you know, they took like, four weeks to not ship my product. And then I canceled the order and like, Oh, we can fulfill it that day. Well, you had weeks. So yeah. And then conservative dad to me just comes off cross like a grift. Like this looks like private label beer. Like it's someone else's beer. They didn't make the beer. And then they just put their label on it. It's private label. That's my theory on how this company is formed because it formed very quickly after the, protest of Bud Light. So I think it's a private label grift. I don't think there is. I mean, it's basically they beat Jeremy Boring to it. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with using private label, but when you act like you're necessarily building a company, but nothing's really your IP, so to speak, then there is something wrong with that. So it's not like there's not plenty of like actual conservatives who might be brewers who they could have like platformed and elevated and you know help out on an, an american small business no they gotta just you know go for the quick dollar and that's kind of what it comes across as now there is more to this story because bryson gray is probably the one who made this controversy last the longest by reigniting it because this calendar came out mid-december then it's like all of like post-Christmas, this is kind of a raging issue. I had this topic on my scrapyard of articles and then I resurrected it to write about it when I wrote that article because I'd already thrown the idea away because it was too late. I, I write a lot of article ideas down. Some of them do not make the cut. 
Some of them take months to make the cut because I don't write a whole lot of opinion columns. I just kind of write news and maybe analyze that news, but I don't really just write a column of opinion, you know, that you'd read on like American Reformer. So what's interesting with this story is that it kind of was going out and then it got resurrected. And Bryson Gray's the guy who did that. Now, Bryson Gray, he is based, but at the same time, I don't think he's should I don't think you should follow him. I don't think he's theologically sound. I think he reads scripture in a way that kind of pits scripture against scripture, so to speak. So I don't I would not trust his handling of the text yet. He's kind of like Hebrew roots-ish. And he has uh so I he might not be uh, Trinitarian. Yeah, he might not also be Trinitarian. But I've never I've he never heard him. something so recent he, on that. The, it's within the last year, I yeah. think. But he's not super orthodox on the Trinity. He claims to be part of like a the sect of the Nazarenes, and he claims that this has a, a much older sect of Christianity than it historically has roots in. But overall, I, I think he... I don't, I don't know. Um, but clearly someone who's trying to like Judaize scripture and... and kind of like a modern Judaizer, but not as heretical perhaps, but I'm just giving a warning. Like, I don't think the guy, uh, I think he's, I think there's a lot of pridefulness and there's some people that know enough to be dangerous. And I think that's him. So there's my discernment warning, but we are going to be using uh, him as a relatively positive example for the rest of this uh, video. So I, so I got some, some heat coming, uh, which is from blaze TV. If I can find it. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. If I can find it. Uh, let me just do... All right, you can see my screen, my screen window. Yep. I have a feeling this is not going to play sound when I try it. Do you hear sound? It's quiet. You don't hear sound? Uh, it's very subdued. All right, let me... Oh, this is where... This is where technical difficulties are pain in the butt here. Uh, chat hearing nothing though. Okay, so there's a YouTube video for this. So let me pull it up on YouTube. Um, so what happened was uh, Alex Stein decided to delve into the drama on YouTube last night, but it's also on Blaze. But apparently Chrome and this doesn't work too well. 
Uh, so I'm gonna find I'm gonna pull this video up on YouTube. Uh, but he basically hosted the drama fest, and she is she did not want to confront Bryson Gray, despite the fact that she she's been talking a lot of smack about him. Uh, and he decided to bait it anyway and just made it happen regardless. So it, it it's pretty funny what happens here. Yeah, we might be early to cover this too because I don't know a whole lot of people that watched Alex Stein's show. So, so. let's actually mention Alex Stein for a second. He's also someone I don't really think was a hit when the Blaze got him. And am I being like mean about that or what what do you think? Like I think when the Blaze got him, they thought that they were gonna get a better product than they did. I mean, I thought they were they probably thought that they were getting okay, a Steven Crowder replacement on deck. And they promised to show and they really delayed his show's beginning by probably several months, maybe. Because it was supposed to come out in like fall of twenty twenty two before Crowder left and so that was it. And then, of course, a lot of it just really hasn't taken off. I've watched maybe a couple episodes more because of the guests that are on it. Yeah, and this yeah. is like the first episode I've watched since like the show's kind of very beginning because he's very much in the, you know, let's just revel in the degeneracy, which you see that a, a lot in this. Um, and it, it really shows that he he's not really a Christian and... I don't think he's necessarily smart on politics either. And I think his comedy is increasingly one trick. Like, yeah, I mean, he made a big name uh, going to the council meetings and just so, you know, lampooning them. So this is like one of the rare times that I've watched this show. We should be able to hear some I thought now. it was just going to be one response like, no, this isn't demonic. This is demonic. And then just everybody moves on with their life. But um, I was dealing with a grifter, unfortunately. So, Who, so that Bryson's that. a grifter? You think Bryson's a grifter? Yeah. Aren't we all grifting, really? though? No, 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 no. I was just confused which person, because I know you had beef with, like, I think Anna Perez. I'm saying there's multiple people, but you're talking mm -hmm. about him. No, but really, people say, Alex, you're a grifter. Well, no shit, I'm trying to pay my damn rent. I'm trying to pay my car payment. I got to get paid. I got to get somehow, turn a dollar, make a dollar out of 15 cents. I'm not, I'm not saying that we should have mm -hmm. fake views, but... The fact that we're trying to monetize our lives as an influencer, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call us, now that's considered a grifter. But, I mean, yep. oh, what? I, I've been called way worse than that. Yeah, I've been called a grifter, too. Um, so the, well, the way that I looked at it is, like I said, I did everything I've done, I've done off merit. I've worked really hard. I'm, I'm a woman. I have the largest libertarian following of any woman. Your Twitter spaces are great. No, your Twitter spaces Twitter are spaces super popular. So, yes, here she is saying that she's gotten everywhere. She, you know, she's a hardworking woman and she got here by merit. It's like, no, you got there because you posted thirst traps on social media. No, There's not much. She probably considers it. that work. It, that's work. Being uh, attractive, heard... being attractive, an attractive woman. Wow. I worked really hard to get where I'm at. I mean, yeah. So I want to I mean, skip ahead about five minutes because i wanted to catch her because she says that twice because she really feels the need to defend how she got where she's at so this is where she and bryson debate and i think it's pretty interesting we got like five minutes before she kind of rage quits now 
Why are you doing this, Jimmy? You're going to get me in trouble with both of these guys. Is yeah, everything... I'm going to log off because we're not. Jimmy, yeah, they're going to log off. Jimmy, why would you do this, Jimmy? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you talked about no, men's defenses. No, I didn't say this. No, Jimmy, <laughs> I didn't sorry. say any of this. Log I, them no. off. Okay, okay, sorry. I'll get, I'll get them off. Okay, Josie, Josie. I'm trying. Josie, get them off. Jimmy, get them off the damn show. I want to know. Get them off the show, Jimmy. I'm like, Jimmy, get them off now. Oh, there's beer everywhere on the set now. There's beer everywhere. It's spilling next to the wires. Jimmy, Jimmy, do not do that. There's a bunch of wires. Sorry, Josie. This is, we love, uh, we love this beer. Okay, before you go, tell the people, how can they find you, Josie? And how can they support you? You can go to TimCast.com and help support my work over there um, by becoming a member. You can Works for TimCast, another grifter. I like how they're, he was throwing around the, the beer, the ultra right beer watch my live streams of my spaces over there uh, or you can follow trhl official and on x and uh follow my work there and make sure to drink this beer it doesn't turn you gay right it makes you straight as hell it makes you uh it makes you super straight actually if you were gay you'll become straight if you drink this stuff mm, let me have some of it mm-hmm. mm, show me those titties ah! give some to bryce like when he I needs said, it he oh my gosh i'm sorry Right. He rebel right. And my wife doesn't dress like a horse. So oh my God, Bryce, his shot's fired. Jimmy, get you're them off the pimped, screen. You're getting pimped by Seth over some beer so he can sell oh, some Jimmy. beer. And y'all claim y'all are doing something good. Jimmy, y'all are giving 10%. Jimmy. Y'all are giving 10% to an organization. Jimmy, 10%. get them off the screen. You have something. a That's boundaries issue. Jimmy. Why on earth? Why on earth, when a woman asks you to leave her alone, would you not leave her alone? That speaks to an absence of fatherhood, maybe? Do you have a dad growing up? I have both. So I got to pause right there. Like, again, like, she's using the woman car like she's Nikki Haley. And she's going to later complain about the woke right. Now, is there something like some beef on social media that I don't quite understand? There's a lot of beef. Like, there's a lot of beef. The boundary question sounded a little weird. Yeah, it is. Because, again, she's pulling the woman card like she's Nikki Haley. For my parents growing up, you don't seem to. That's why you're so desperate to look like Marilyn Monroe. Hmm? Marilyn Monroe no, is no. hot. Marilyn is here, though. She's beautiful. But, oh, so you uh, idolized no, Marilyn Monroe. I had Monroe. a loving dad and a loving mom. But um, I, I speak it, to how you were guys, raised. Can y'all be friends? Can y'all stop yeah, arguing? Can y'all no. be friends? And, 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 and what part of my song did I mention you? Uh, Josie, huh? which part of my song you did I mention? You made a diss track. You made a diss track off. Dem- you called it demonic. Which part was? So, I, which part of the song was? I, did I mention your name? I didn't listen to your shit song. You're a failed musician. Um, I failed. I make more money off music so than you make off anything yeah. in your entire life. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> How much so money I guess you make off the, the next logical See? thing to do would be, you know, because I was ignoring you when it came to your spaces. I was ignoring you with your subtweets. I was ignoring you when all of your followers were coming after me and harassing me and finding pictures of me as a child and putting them those. online. So I guess the next logical thing to do would be to write a song about me like some kind of bootleg Taylor Swift wannabe. So. Which part of my now, song was about, about morality? I mean, if you want to talk about morality, I'm a mother and I'm a woman. And any man that was brought up right has the instinct to protect men, to protect women, and to protect mothers. I mean, I I'm not dealing with you. that. You see, but she has no expectation that she has to act like a woman. No, I mean, did, she didn't say she was a wife. I, I thought she is married, though. I, I don't know, but she said she's a mother. 
She's a yeah. woman, but okay. is she a wife? I thought she is, but uh, yeah. it, it's interesting because there is no evidence that the song mentions her. And she didn't listen to it. She's So she's going off secondhand and she's just like, there's nothing up here. Like th- there's going to be a lot more bimbo, uh, uh, bimbo moments and it's coming up like right, right now it's, it's, it's your instinct to right not attack women out. right you don't have that instinct to not attack women no, I, I, that's I, not I, an I am instinct that you people. have that's i'm trying to protect i'm trying to protect women from being i'm trying to protect women from being influenced by people like you and seth and the rest of the women dressed like harlots on that calendar and i'm trying to protect men so they don't fall into lust because y'all are placing a stumbling block in front of them all of that is biblical oh, even right your now you have your, jesus christ Control, control your wiener, it. Bryson. Control your wiener. Control your wiener, Bryson. I don't. I don't. Control I don't, your I don't wiener. have the issues. I, ha- I don't have the issues. Also, you like, seem even, to like, have the right issues. Now, you say what? Can we make? Can we all just be friends and vote for Trump and just you know <laughs> storm the Capitol one oh, last time? I'm gonna time? do that, but can we storm the Capitol one last time? No. You know, you you would love to storm. Hey, with... Alex. Hey, Alex. Which part of my song was about Josie? Nobody still have answered my question. The part that you named it demonic after. Putting demonic because over the my calendar, calendar the whole demonic. thing was a reference to that. Nobody's gonna listen Rip. to your song or buy your song, so it doesn't matter. I write. I, I used to write poetry when I was sad anything. in middle school, so I appreciate hey. the poetry that you wrote in my name. I'm not a fan of rap music, but it is true that Bryson Gray has been a commercially successful rapper. So that's just objectively true. Uh, apparently, he's also worked with Kanye West. And, and stuff like that. And he had some things to say about Kanye West pimping out his wife in immodest pictures. So I do respect the fact that Bryson Gray has a consistent standard on this, uh, even though I don't think he's uh, super, again, I, I think he knows enough to be dangerous. And th- there's a lot of arrogance with that. Yeah. Hey, Josie, I have, so, a, I have just a quick question. Which one of us has tried to sell something throughout all of this, me or you? You, you wrote a song. Were you not trying to profit off that? How am I profiting off the song at all? Are you, are you going to sell it? Is it no, for sale? No, the song is not. I purposely left it off any is platform it be for sale? one minute. No, it's not are for you, sale. Oh, you know what? You're actually being monetized. I, I have some scripts of how you're being monetized, some, some screenshots. You're being monetized with Waifu. You know what Waifu is? Right on your X account? You've got porn on your advertising X account. I'm happy to send it to you. Ooh, you want to see? It's got porn? your name, in, And then you got porn. Yeah, you got porn there. So so there's something that you're you doing say, that wait, 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 porn wait. is being attracted you to your account. Are you claiming that I watch are you claiming that I watch porn? No. No, no. I'm saying that there's oh, something okay. that you are doing okay. where porn is actually showing up as the ads, the ads on your ex account. Like the Jason Whitlock situation where he had that uh, team no, thing is... stick it deep in the butt. Yeah, card. that's something so, I might want to take that up. Targeted so I find it funny and I know everything and I, in. and I know hey. So this is a retarded argument by the redhead. Yeah, because it's secondly her internet search history that would be triggering those ads. And also if Twitter is not getting Okay, I, I do gotta add some context because I'm starting to see this crap. And what's going on, and I don't know what the advertisements are, but a bunch of porn bots have bought ads on Twitter. Yeah, and it's just that's what of, I was, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Like since you know a lot of the, that's what's going on on Elon. Since Musk's the ADL is warring with Elon Musk, I, you know, the the lowest tier buyers. Are I actually think that is what's going on. No, I, or maybe it's the ADL that's doing it. Um, uh, then you get ah, uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, that is a problem on Twitter. Is they're allowing, and I report them when I see them. Like 
I, I hit the report button, but they don't ever tell me, hey, your report w- led to this tweet or whatever, this ad being removed. But that is a major issue going on that Elon Musk needs to deal with is that, you know, you're not enforcing your sexual adult sexual content on your ads. And then she's trying to use it. And this is before, I guess she's making this observation before I started seeing this observation myself. But you're seeing that on Twitter all over the place now. But she's trying to claim that it's his fault and his doing. Like, you have control over that. I don't have any control over, you know, what appears as a YouTube ad. I can ban categories. That's basically is the most that I can do. But she's trying to claim that he has control over what ads appear on your Twitter page, which you have probably even less control of than a YouTube account. Hey, Joseph, let me help you. Uh, so what you're trying to say in the Jason Willow situation, that would be me looking at something and then an ad popping up for me because of my algorithm. I know you're a woman. Yeah, and I, don't know your I, I, I don't know your IQ, so let me help you real quick. She's smart. If, She's you, smart. if, if you are looking at, if you are if you are on somebody, because ads are al- algorithmic. So if you are looking at something <laughs> and an ad pop up, that means you are interested in what you're seeing, not the person's Twitter account. That's simply not how it works. And I'm glad I could help you on that. Uh, secondly, you said you're they're a Catholic, not, which I'm is cool. I'm not looking at them. They're being sent to me. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm huh? trying to help you right, right, right now. Uh, I'm trying to teach you. Well, yeah, women by calling them whores. That's, you're not helping anybody. I, I, fuck I, out. I, I, call, I call women whores a lot when we're having sex. Whores I'm like, you're a little whore. I say whores that all the time. Whores is biblical. The, the, the Bible explains to you what a oh, whore is. Oh, you're calling women all Mary Magdalene? Is that what you're doing? Oh, walk that back. Is that true with Mary Magdalene? Was she a prostitute? Okay, I know you don't understand uh, for the record, Mary Magdalene, there's no evidence in the scripture that she was a prostitute. And, right? Like, this yeah, is I mean. largely just speculation. And it's kind of like the people who make the spe- speculation are generally more carnal. Hey, but she backslid on The Chosen. She did backslid. I haven't gotten there yet. No. Spoilers! Um, no, I, I think I covered that in a video where they talk about The Chosen or whatever. But, uh Yeah. This is like a major premise. Like now she's going to try and argue from the Bible. And it's just like the Bible uplifts whores. What? The Bible at all. But uh, let me ask you a question. Do you yeah, think you don't all of the that photos there's a trinity in, that in there? You know, I know your hey, cult hey, doesn't hey, understand that hey, there's Josie. a trinity, but there's a trinity. Hey, Josie. Josie, do you believe Father, every son, photo in that calendar was modest? Do you believe every calendar in that, in that, in that, every photo in that calendar was modest? Wasn't. I believe mine was modest, and I believe that you didn't like that very much. I didn't say anything personally about your about your photo outside the cross, but do you believe every? Because you support the whole calendar, can you admit that there are immodest p- pictures in that calendar? That's all I want from you. Yes, of course there are. Mine's not one of them. That's a fair. They answer. Answer. agree, Bryson. They agree. Thank you, you agree. so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much for okay, admitting. Okay, then we can come together, Bryson. And, Why did you need me, me to confirm that for you? I don't understand. Because because y'all have been like doing this capping all week. Can I ask you another question? Do you think uh, a Christian imagery being in a collection of immodest photos, do you think that is righteous? I think that I'm responsible for me and you're responsible for you. But but you've been promoting the entire calendar. You've been trying to sell the entire calendar. Nobody is selling a Josie picture. Of course I am. It goes it's to a wonderful cal- cause. You know how, no, no. Bryson, I want to thank you because you are the calendar salesman of the year. That's true. You have sold so, so, so many calendars oh, wait, wait. for us. Who's the grifter, Alex? So many. Who is the grifter? Well, I think we're all grifters trying to get paid, trying to get laid. That's I mean, not, I mean. Oh, I made a ton of money off this. 
Yeah, but I, I, but I didn't oh, have wait, to. I didn't wait. have to punch wait, down Bryson. at Bryson to do it. <laughs> I didn't have to punch down at Bryson. I don't think. Hold on. I don't all think, I had to do was, Alex, was exist Alex, in a pretty Alex, calendar. Alex. Did Josie, Josie tried to say that I support pedophilia because people that didn't even follow me posted pictures of her before she had plastic surgery and or whatever not, that was. You know that he doesn't support pedophilia. I didn't have any plastic yet. surgery. Are you kidding me? That's a no, Josie's hot. No, she doesn't have any plastic Man, she gets very touchy and personal about that one. And you're going after her livelihood here by, you know, even hinting that she might have had plastic surgery. I think it's pretty funny but i loved his line of questioning there is like okay do you think that there are at least some immodest pictures and then you're selling what is immodesty so you actually had a pretty good line of questioning there well that's the typical like female argument style where it's just yeah, like you, you make it about yourself or you use or you revert to like some weird extreme i mean i've never mm. heard her talk this long and it's like clear that she's not intelligent like she took whatever he originally said about the calendar being demonic and immediately internalized it against herself personally even though he might he apparently didn't say anything about her personally but... you are an e-thought and you don't know how ads on the internet work well she doesn't care she gets you know <laughs> like oh. how does that how do you even like how do you know how are you that young and not know how ads work or is she like way older than i think but i assume she's like a millennial like if a boomer didn't know that yeah um people who run christian websites have to explain all the time ads are based on what you see um for the yeah. most part then now you if you open up an incognito browser there's no cash or cookies or anything like that so whatever appears is pretty fresh um, so that would be your way to test, uh, what the baseline for what a website would be with ads on it. But I, for the most part, use ad block browsing. So I don't really know. Uh, I do know there's a lot of Tamu ads on evangelical dark web and a lot of Zionist ads on evangelical dark web, which I think it's funny. Uh, I'll take their money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that ain't going to affect what I think. Um, and I'll undermine their message, but it, it's just. Yeah, and uh, Petty Fog, uh, yeah, says she knows how the ads work. She she's trying to deflect and and distract. And I, yeah, I I I'm not entirely sure though. She is a pretty good actress. On maybe she is just this dumb. Surgery. Yeah. If I had plastic okay, surgery, my I eyes said, oh, would be upturned. Excuse me. They're not. Ethan would excuse, know excuse, that. I would not. Excuse, know that. So you can me, stop lying about that. Excuse I didn't lie, I said, or whatever that was. Okay, okay, okay. Let's show wait, some wait, Let's not do personal attacks. Let's not do personal attacks. Josie, as a Catholic, why are you promoting why are you promoting a calendar with the Midas photos and allowing a Christian imagery the to be Pope a part of it? Pope has transgenders for lunch, though, Bryson. So that, the, according that's to a beautiful the Pope, picture. I have no issue promoting this. According to the she's Pope, beautiful. But she's you not are, on my page. I she's not on my page. Riley's not on my page. Kim, look at that. You think Kim looks slutty? Or, you already yep, admit that there are immodest photos. So, Josie, Josie, as a Catholic, so, so, why are you promoting a calendar with with so those things have, in it? So you have ads that are immodest, Bryson. You have ads that are immodest all over I your page. I've been sent them numerous times. Just everybody's just sending me these ads of porn on your page. But if would you say that you no? When she has simp's for followers, and you know the way that ads work now, I don't think that's true on Twitter because they think Twitter's just overrun with it. 
Like it doesn't trying, matter what your algorithm is. The porn bots, you know, they inter, they, so, they wait. They, you're trying to say that her simps because they look at a lot of porn are the reason that they're going to uh, they're able to get these screenshots and then send it to her to White Knight. Yeah, that that is actually more plausible. That might be why they saw this stuff first. But I'm not even. But I, I again, I I'm not entirely sure whether that's correct. I mean, the waifu stuff again. It's the ad quality on Twitter is very low these days, and a lot of it is hypersexualized content, and they don't actively enforce their policy on that. So, uh, but on the other hand, she has a simp audience who probably cultivates these ads more. Let's just be real. You are less of a person because of the. I'm talking. Would no. you say that you're less of a person because you have the immodest ads on your page or, or did that just happen to, to be there at the same time as you're talking on your page? Um, right. Once so, again, you so don't you're, know how you're ads work, which, which is and fine. Also, which, I scroll down and I see fine. something about Christ on your page and then, you know, jo I mean, Josie, the picture that I was sent has a picture Josie, of you talking Josie, and then it has waifu. Joseph, so, you are actively yes. promoting a calendar with photos that you already, already admitted is immodest. Included in these photos, you are you claim to be a Catholic. Including in so, these photos, so you have a picture with Christian imagery. So let's talk about the Bible. Well, okay, let me just say this. You... So she's about to try to argue scripture here, and it gets really pathetic. So she's I, arguing like Catholic. Do you, the Bible. Do you, if, if you promote you... the Bible, are you promoting immodest immaterial because there are prostitutes in the Bible? The Bible, the Bible talks down on whores. And no, not, not always. Him. It gave it gave um, Mary Magdalene a very important job, didn't it? Did it Mary never condoned really being a whore ever. Yeah, the she Bible had a very, very important job. So, so she wasn't talked down upon. So there's whores in the whores Bible. Whores are talked down upon in the Bible. You love the Bible. So are you no, no. modest for Carlos, for participating in Carlos, a Bible and talking about Jesus that also has whores in it? I, I promote. So there's sin depicted in the Bible. I mean, I, I think I've, you support the Bible, therefore you support the sin that's in the Bible. I think I've seen an airheaded. He's trying only, to do. I've seen an airheaded OnlyFans model make this exact same argument on like the whatever the, podcast. Okay, yeah, the whatever. Like this There's, is this is like bad Reddit tier. She's art. on the right side of the whatever podcast. Like that's yeah. where she's sitting, and that that's the level of energy and intellect that she's really bringing to the table here. Like only well, fans model okay. down on Harless. Do have have it you talked down on the modest photos? Raised up on a platform, given a very important job. Hey Josie, I will okay. pay you to find me a Bible scripture uh, that is condoning the harlotry of Mary Mag, the harlotry of Mary Magdalene. Show I don't me a Bible want your money. I don't want your money. Okay, all right, guys. Let me cut you guys enough. off. It looks like we're not going to come to agreement. I really would like no. to mend the fences. I would like to fix this. I think we can. I know that sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but we've done crazier stuff, guys. And I'm telling you, I don't think Bryson, this is one thing I'd like to get out there. Bryson now has attacked you a little bit, which I didn't expect. I don't think he originally intended to attack you, Joshi. And I know it felt like that way because I've been attacked online. But I do think that even if you did something immodest, Bryson might have judged you. I don't think that he would personally dislike you. And, and I get that you're mad at his audience just doing the weird pictures of you. I don't think that you hate Bryson either. I, I I think what we're arguing about is something that we could fix. Is that crazy? I don't like the way you're wording, Alice. I don't like the way you're wording this because you you've missed on multiple times she has lied on Twitter. I have I didn't not know. lied. I don't once. know if she's lied. I'm just wait, saying. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let me let me let me finish. I haven't lied once. I haven't sold anything. Now. 
Oh, I God. So Jimmy, let, Jimmy, you I mean. won. I, I won. I keep winning, Bryson. I, I'm you, champion. You I know when to stop. You, Jersey, you I love you. This is the producer. I'm sorry. I love you. This is Jimmy. You're fired. I know, Jersey. I love you. I think you're beautiful. I'm fired now. God, Jimmy, you freaking idiot, Jimmy. That's why. That's why. All right, show me and Bryson. All right, Bryson. Thank you for coming on, dude. That was crazy, dude. Can we mend the fences? Can you just say you like Josie and you you want to be friends with her? No, I liked her at first, but she, she's a liar, and um, that's just what she is. I'm throwing my shoe at the freaking camera like George wait, Bush. Wait, but, 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 Alex, I'm not saying she's lying. Like, I'm not upset. Nobody has ever, like, I haven't been upset throughout this whole entire thing. But, um, um, I mean, she's lied multiple times. She tried to attempt to say that I support pedophilia. She said grifting, but can't show where I grifted. And then she bragged about selling a calendar after she claimed I was a grifter. Um, and then on multiple occasions, she has lied about people that attacked her from my fan base. They didn't even follow me. Um, she blocked me and continued talking about me. Now, I want you to do something. In the last three days outside of today, show me how many times I've talked about her on my Twitter. You won't see much because if somebody blocked me. No, I, I, Jeff, I couldn't find much of you talking bad about Josie. I couldn't it, find anything. Thank you. Thank you so much. But how many times have you talked about me since she blocked me? You see, this is the difference between somebody that is honest and genuine versus somebody that just won't clout and uh, want to get the sympathy clout that she's getting. And uh, I don't mind being hated. So if people, if people feel bad for a little woman, they can do it. All right, Bryson, man. All right. So that's the part I wanted to show. No, keep in mind, it, like she has every incentive in the world to like, Give her bad argument and like, and she's still continue to dredge up the drama because she's it still claiming victory yeah. after that performance. Like she has every incentive to do that because it helps her gain a following from simps. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it's working out for her because there's a lot of simps out there. So that kind of brings us back to where I kind of was at in the beginning with my thesis on, yeah, conservatism doesn't mean much. And Jason Whitlock made the point. He's also on Blaze TV. Uh, unlike. Alex Stein, I think Jason Whitlock was actually a good pickup by them. Uh, and he made the point, yes, the calendar is conservative, and that's why I'm Christian. So he kind of made the point to distinguish Christianity from um, conservatism, basically saying, yeah. And I think Jason Whitlock is a lot more sympathetic to the Christian nationalist argument. Uh, he said so as much to Virgil Walker, the anti-Christian nationalist from G3 Ministries, who just got promoted, by the way. So congrats, Virgil Walker. Um, but yeah, so you got to it's, it's very interesting what's going on at Blaze TV right now with Christian nationalism, because you had Stephen Wolf on Zero Hour this week. You have Steve Dace, who, again, I think functionally is Christian nationalist. And you got Ali Stuckey, who, again, I would say is functionally Christian nationalist. And then you have like the people who at Blaze TV who, yeah, would have posed that like Glenn Beck or Dave Rubin. And I'm not sure where Stu would be on that or Pat Gray. I'm trying to. And then, oh, you also have Aaron McIntyre, who would be functionally Christian nationalist, although he prefers some other label, I think. Yeah, he doesn't like the term so much as he probably would approve the ideas as being, I guess, historically normative. But he would be a paleoconservative. Wow. Which right, is basically right. the same thing, except maybe to some degree. Yeah, I mean, maybe more economically bent than biblically. I mean, I, I just speak, I but. think you know, Christian nationalist is a winning term because first of all, nationalism stands a much bigger, th it stands a much uh, bigger threat to uh, 
communism and other you know isms that would destroy America. Uh, and then Christianity obviously is what is you know going to be about cultivating in the culture in the in the nation. But we've kind of lost that as a nation. We've lost what a nation is, and then we've lost what you know Christianity in uh, a public ethic is or should be. So we've lost that as a nation. Christian nationalism wants to reestablish both of these in the United States. I'm not sure I really agree with the idea of America being an empire because if we were an empire, we're pretty bad at it. But, you know, we've lost what it means to be a nation because we've adopted multiculturalism, because our culture has segmented so much, uh, which it, it needed to. If you're going to have a large contingent of Americans that are basically communists, it needs to segment. And we need to be able to get away from these people and balkanize red state and blue state i think that's just the inevitable solution for many americans like michael people like michael o'fallon who lives in was it naples or clearwater florida very nice areas on the gulf coast of florida by the way they want to lecture you that you're bad for wanting to leave your blue state to live in a more free red state you know you're you're the evil one for trying to do that and you're playing right into their plans for doing what's best for your family so that that's there's a lot of issues going on and another thing is the issue of like what is the current state of the constitution is it a dead letter or is it something that we can get back to even or is it something that's actively enforced right now like these are questions that people on the right need to answer they need to think about it because I know some people that are, you know, this, the Constitution's a suicide pact for them. Uh, they think if we just Constitution harder or at all, that'll fix all of America's problems. I don't think it will. Yeah, I mean, the whole, you know, we got to educate. I mean, you see this in a lot of Christian circles. I mean, not to rag on like a Jack Hibbs type, but I think that's a lot of what his political program is, is we got to educate people on constitution what their civic duties are blah 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 and you know, honestly you know you don't really need to educate someone on the constitution other than this is what the amendments do and really at the end of the day the constitution means whatever nine a majority of nine justices believe it means. yeah and you know the first amendment begins with congress which stephen wolf got into with in the zero hour podcast he's like you know, the first word of the I love the first word of the First Amendment is Congress. And he says something like that and talks about how the, the First Amendment only applies to Congress until like the 14th Amendment came along and changed that. But, yeah, the, the First Amendment was about Congress, not about the states, uh, because America was going to be, a you know, a nation where you could have. Uh, different religions dominant in different or different denominations of Christianity, I should say, uh, mainly Protestant Christianity dominant in different areas of the country, but there would be peace among them because they wouldn't use the federal government as the means to impose their denomination on the rest of the states. Well, yeah, that's, that's what America was designed to be. And to use an Aaron McIntyre talking point the constitution just ratified the norms of the day that it was written it's not a living document it's not you know it's a, it's a document that reflects the times in which it was written 
it codified the norms. Not now, should we get back to a culture that's similar to those times? Yes. And I think another issue that Christian nationalism will have to deal with is the topic of techno-optimism versus techno-cynicism. And you see that Andrew Torba is clearly a techno-optimist. I think the people like at uh, Haunted Cosmos, I, I think they're like anti, uh, they're, they're more techno-cynicist. Or is it more technophobic? I don't want to call them that. But that is the more widely used term. You know, you're describing Black Mirror. It's generally a technophobic show um, and stuff like that. But conservatism is just losing its meaning. Because you look at internationally, what it means is I'm not the most liberal person out there. But in Canada, they have the conservative party, but it's a left wing party. In the UK, you have the the Tories, but they're a liberal party. They're a left-wing party. They just supported Brexit, but that doesn't make you right of center. That just makes you, you know, want to live, I guess. It makes you not suicidal in a, cult in a culture. Uh, for most, and Black Bear says, I believe of the Constitution, that it was a social contract with, a, with addendum. Not sure how much I'm big into the social contract uh, idea in general. No, no, that's why it's just I, uh, that's it's very rooted. But at the same time, I didn't sign anything. I, it, but in I guess maybe it's more of a. I I think just going back to the Bible, God established and ordained that government exists. Now the terms of which a certain government continues to have like the mandate to rule. I don't want to use the term mandate of heaven because it's Chinese. And, you know, Pat Robertson once used that uh, term blasphemously because of something about Israel and Trump not supporting Israel or the Kurds hard enough or something like that. But it's not like he's a mandate of heaven, but there's like a mandate to rule, a mandate to govern. And I think that can get, you know, violated or overturned. And it doesn't really work out well most of the time when that mandate's violated and the people rise up to try to overturn it. The times where it does work out well are in the history books. The times that it doesn't, you know, you, you forget about them. You, you don't really know, oh, this rebellion happened in 1212. You know, you don't really hear about peasant revolts, uh, individual ones, unless, you know, there are some exceptions like Spartacus, the third servile rebellion in Rome. You hear about that because it got somewhere, but it's still lost in the end. No, you hear about Munster with the Anabaptist revolt. Well, you don't hear about that because no, the Anabaptists no, the Anabaptist have done a big, a good job of trying to rewrite church history to make Constantine a villain and then unironically make Julian the Apostate not that bad. I just, I, the Southern Baptist book, you know, tr Christian history made easy does exactly that so i'm citing my sources here so uh that's the thing they, they the anabaptists rewrite history they rewrote the anabaptist rise they make them seem like they're innocent victims and in reality they weren't and munster the munster rebellion is or revolt or whatever is you know evidence of that and they're just the innocent people uh they're Baptists just like you and me. It's like, no, we're not. 
So that's a lot of what we have to deal with. We have to deal with, and I think Christian nationalism is a little bit more red-pilled in this regard, is that it's a logical conclusion that we need to have, we need to deconstruct societal norms that have been imposed on us. So the false history we've been taught, we need to deconstruct that, learn real history, but we also have to build towards something positive. We need a positive vision. Conservatism doesn't offer that. If the positive vision is about going back to the Constitution, going back to something in the past, that's how do you take that and translate it into modern technology and where that's going to fit in modern times, modern needs? Because America, you know, we could be the isolationist nation when, you know, George Washington, we had the oceans, but America as it grew, trading interest, we got more entangled. We fell into some things maybe we shouldn't have gotten into. But now we're in this situation. What do we do about it now? There's a lot of questions that we need to think about. And I don't think conservatism as a movement has really thought a lot of these questions through. I think Christian nationalism at least posits a vision. There's not, not every issue is sorted out like foreign policy. One one distinction between the Christian nationalist and the theonomist is immigration. The Christian nationalists believing more in a nation have much more uh, ground to oppose illegal immigration than a theonomist would. But that might be a video for another day. Yeah, well, I just know, like, Stephen Wolf, uh, his big, I mean, what, and I write about that in my review. He, I cite it specifically. He talks about particularity being the difference between theonomy and Christian nationalism. So, so I don't think theonomy is a superior term. I think it's actually an inferior term to Christian nationalism. So there's my hot take on, you know, why I'm not a theonomist. I think Christian nationalism is a better term. I think it's a better movement. I think it's more, yeah, particular to our nation and circumstances. And there's a positive vision at the end, at least, or even and positive steps to take in the meantime. We don't have to worry about procedure like conservatism. Conservatives often worry about procedure. If we use the levers of government, they'll just be used against us. Which is ridiculous know. because the le- those levers that you say will be used against you are actively being used against you today. Right. And they have this type of argument. Oh, we can't go after Disney. And that's like a split issue when DeSantis went after Disney. It's like, why is that a split issue? This is a no brainer. And, but for a lot of people, you know, that's not the government's job. And I, I, a lot of people in the libertarian camp oppose DeSantis doing that. And you also see the neoconservatives oppose DeSantis doing that. So we're back to redhead libertarian being just like Nikki Haley again. Uh, but positive vision and use of power, because a lot of conservatives think that using power is bad. They think it's the uh, the one ring to rule them all, and it can't be wielded by any man. Yeah, the, they literally used the Lord of the Rings as political uh, theory that, oh, all power is like the ring. You can't wield the ring. So mm. my understanding of... I am blanking on names, but the guy who becomes king in the end in the books wanted to be king. 
in the movies, he's depicted as a reluctant ruler. But my understanding is that in the books, he wants the crown, but he's doing the right things to earn the right to claim it. Uh, you know, putting the cart before the uh, horse before the cart, so to speak. So, you know, going back to the idea of Lord of the Rings, you know, making that into a Aragon. Yes, that that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm not very good with uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, to be honest. I know my, you know, Christian subculture standing is just diminishing right there because I didn't. I, I don't know Lord of the Rings well enough. I've seen the movies. I don't know VeggieTales at all. So, which, you know, helps me out in the long run because I'm not attached to Phil Vischer at all. And then, what's another Christian subculture thing I'm not familiar with? Like Lord of the Rings. I'm not... Oh, I mean, we're familiar C.S. With Lewis's writings. I, I'm pretty familiar with Narnia. I'm not familiar with like anything else. And I've only read the books like once. So I'm not overly familiar with Stephen or C.S. Lewis's fiction either. Uh, if you're making very specific references to the silver chair, I will not get them. Now, I do remember the seventh book probably the most. Uh, you know, with the fake Antichrist figure, yeah, the fake lion, the fake lion, and the who, and the it was a donkey and a monkey that were working together. And I think the donkey was a fake lion, and the monkey was the guy pulling the strings, which I thought was pretty interesting because looking back, it kind of resembles like the Islamic eschatology where there'd be a Mahdi and then there would be a mess, like a mess because islam has a return of christ as well so but they also have like a moody figure so it's like you kind of see both of those in uh the seventh narnia book but they're not biblical allegories i think they're i think the term is like they're biblical supplications like suppose biblical you know supplications like supposing I, i don't know what the right word is but they're not he didn't intend for them to be biblical allegories is my understanding of Narnia, which is why I'm still thumbs up in Narnia for now. Uh, but anyway, all this to say positive vision versus no vision building of institutions versus running away from institutions, uh, believing in having elites as opposed to believing in a more, egalitarian society i think that's another difference like christian nationalism generally assumes that there's going to be elites a lot of people assume that you know the christian nationalists expect to be those elites right and i'm not entirely sure that's the case i mean the parallel economy people pretty much i mean that's their assumption is that everything will crash and then they'll they they will be the elites de facto because they'll actually be able to survive and you know it's kind of like food and ammunition become the, the most prized commodities. And now that I got the Lord of the Rings chat going, I am going to make it an, an effort to watch the three movies this year sometime. I missed the boat on that. That that was a uh, a Christmas break endeavor I did not do. So I see, I didn't have the time to do that over Christmas break because I'm off of work, and then you know, wife expects you to help with the kids. <laughs> so. Yeah, 
It's like, hey, you're not working. You can do this. I'm like, yeah. So that and there's a lot of, you know, other things. You know what the biggest distraction from watching TV is? Video games. <laughs> that's what Netflix would tell you. that That's their biggest competition. It's not the other streaming services. It's video games. And that's what they're trying to build into. And you see a lot with conservative culture not really doing as great of art. Now, maybe Christian nationalism can fix that issue. I'd love to see some more Christian nationalist art. We've got the memes down. Uh, Yellowmoth says TV is for boomers. I don't necessarily. And then video games are for Chaz. I mean, I, I like both as a story. Like I, I was watching this show last night and it's like an old, it's like a low budget comedy that is. Uh, it's, it's a low budget comedy. Uh, and it is kind of like always sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't think it's as good, but I think it's, uh, Oh, have you tried heart of iron four? I have not that. I assume is the, uh, world war two paradox interactive game is my understanding of what that is. I would like to play that one day, but I'm not a PC gamer. I'm more of an Xbox guy and I don't think that's available on Xbox. So, uh, but I'm going to try and do some more retro games uh, coming up. But any other questions? Uh, you have anything you want to say while we're going I mean, to ask all for questions? Uh, I'm working on about- something right now. And obviously, you know, you can't harp on it enough about the conservative sim culture because it's pervasive. It leads to bad electoral candidates. I mean, we have Carrie Lake. I mean, Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace. Lauren Boebert, who's now switching districts, which might mean that the Republicans are losing another seat in Congress, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, she's um, switching from the third district, which was a bit of a toss-up, to the fourth district, which is very safe. So because the guy is vacated. That could be seat. a lost seat. Um, you have Tudor Dixon, let's just be honest. And I'll kind of go back to that one later. Obviously, we platform Tulsi Gabbard only because she has some assets that are you know, that bolster her reputation because again, she's a, she's a socialist. There's plenty of people that have switched sides. I know, but she didn't even switch sides. She just said, I'm not a Democrat. Like, okay, but you're still a communist. And I I get in the chat that C.S. Lewis wasn't like, again, C.S. Lewis heard the concerns about, I have heard that there are rating his fiction. I'm not rating his theology at the moment. So let's just be clear. I think C.S. Lewis, Lewis as a theologian is actually highly overrated. I think C.S. Lewis as a fiction writer might actually be underrated. Supposedly an influence of Tim Keller, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But uh, yeah, conservative simp culture. It doesn't work. It doesn't win elections. And so it's a lot of lost opportunity that's happened. And again, the Republicans need to be the party of masculinity, the party of patriarchy with a political division that is increasingly men versus women, masculine versus feminism. You need men to be the face of the party. You need men to be on the tickets in elections. And going back to Tudor Dixon, maybe one of the reasons she loses is because she's a woman and you should have had a man on the ballot. On the uh, C.S. Lewis and Tim Keller timeline, we got obviously an influence on Tim Keller. 
Uh, Tim Keller wrote in his book, I believe, The Meaning of Marriage, that, you know, if he's underprepared for a sermon, people can tell by how much he quotes C.S. Lewis as like his fallback. Disconnected myself. Um, so there's that. Uh, but actually, let's. So to me, the weakness, one of the weaknesses in conservatism is that simp culture exists and it thrives. Could that happen in Christian nationalism? I think fundamentally Christian nationalism is, I mean, it's more about the dudes with beards that get, you gotta, it's almost like you have to have a beard to succeed in Christian nationalism camps. Uh, now there are prominent women who are Christian nationalists, but none of them are ethos. So it's not like there's no women who are prominent in Christian nationalism. It's just that none of them are ethos. And, but to, now, could they be infiltrated by ethos? Perhaps, but I also think that a lot of them would get called out for it because ethos energy is getting easier to detect. Oh, well, most of the subversion, and because Christian nationalism has so much overlap with paleoconservatism, most of the subversion comes from the neoconservatives. It, it, like Dave Rubin, he's not on the right. He's not on the right because of the paleocons. He's on the right because of the neocons. So the neocons are constantly introducing all this subversion. He's also on the, the right movement. because he's also on the right because um, the Democrats decided that transvestites mm -hmm. were more important than homosexuals. So, yeah, it was very convenient timing to switch sides. But one one thing I'm working on right now, and I make the argument that you know the Republicans need to be the party of men, and I talk about Ron DeSantis, you know, winning. Uh, he performed with nine, I think 19% of black men in 2022. And he only picked, so he improved 7% with black men. He improved 2% with black women. So there's clearly a difference, a gender gap in, within blacks that, you know, instead of saying we're going to win the black vote by, you know, having a black woman or having a black man, you just need a man's man and that'll pick up black men. And, and you're not going to do that with a white woman. I think bravado is important uh, for politics. Uh, it definitely works with the Hispanic voting block. I think Christian uh, Gellamoth says, I think Christian nationalism is proactively about shaming it, it by meaning uh, sim culture, and they want to repeal the 19th. Now, you could see someone like a uh, Pearl Davis, uh, Pearly Things, come along like a Christianized version of that. Because she's a nominal Catholic, I believe. But someone like Pearl Davis rides along and try and grift Christian nationalists. I think you could see that. I'm not sure how far it will get. Because I do think a lot of it is set up to root it out. A lot of people who own the label Christian nationalism do not simp. They're not about simping. So... I, I think there's some built-in defenses that prevent that, and it's more patriarchal in, in nature. Uh, yeah, Pro Davis is a grifter. Yes, she won Grifter of the Year in 2023. So she beat out James Lindsay by a popular vote. So you know it. Uh, Yee pointed out, uh, Connie West pointed out, that Hollywood did what Hollywood did to black women. I do think black men agreed with him. I, I 
would also say there's a huge bifurcation. But uh, but conservative Inc. does not acknowledge that there's there is a bifurcation. They kind of think, oh, you can just win black women or, or black people as a monolithic. Yeah. And I think you gotta press the gender advantage harder. Now that's harder to I think that's harder to win men than women because you got a bunch of weak men out there that you know will vote Democrat if it if they think it'll get them laid. So it is a harder challenge, but I think it is a thing that needs to be exploited. Another thing is I think the Republican Party needs to message to white people uh, to get white people to stop hating themselves. Don't, don't talk. No, I got the article already in the works on oh, this yeah, exact yeah. subject, so don't. So here's something I got coming up is on John MacArthur. Uh People ask if I think he's a false teacher. I I don't spoiler alert and I don't want to clickbait it, but we got an in-depth article on John MacArthur uh, coming out. Uh, let me just get the word count for you real quick. If Microsoft wants to work today, 3,900 words on John MacArthur expressing uh, concerns, both real and fake about John MacArthur. That's coming out. Might do that in a video format. Seems a little bit long and dry to talk about that, but we'll see. We'll see what next week entails. What is the argument for John MacArthur being a false teacher? Well, I addressed the, I addressed a lot of the arguments that are made on the internet for John MacArthur being a false teacher, and that's kind of what most of what I write is about. Then I address my own concerns, but I don't think my concerns amount to him being a false teacher at all. I think his resume is actually really good. I think he's been a good influence for the church, more so than his followers. Not as huge on his followers, his most ardent followers, like G3 Ministries. But uh, that's we've already kind of covered the uh, G3 Ministries and how they're trying to jockey for his position. Uh, so here we go. It's harder for Republicans to reach women voters because they are run by all autistic data bros who don't understand emotional arguments the republicans are i'm not well, sure if they're run by data people that's that's i don't my question agree with that. that i think at the end of the day a lot of women believe in the kool-aid of feminism and i think the republican party but, in general is, is run by people who are incompetent and keep in mind republicans like win married white women so when you have an increasing percentage, when you got women, a ring on it, you're more you got a ring. Yeah. So you got an increasing population that's not getting married that wants to be a whore, that then you know because of their whoredom needs abortion or you know what I abortion. saw. So I mean, Popul you know what nations, you know, we look at North Korea and South Korea, right? Oh, communism such a failure, and because you know the light, the satellite image of the lights of South Korea versus North Korea. But if you look at the population of North Korea, it's growing. South South Korea's birth rate is, you know, really bad right yeah, now. Yeah, they ate all these Asian countries are the worst in the world. Except for, except for North Korea. So North Korea actually has a future. And South Korea might not have a future. If they stay on their current path, they won't have a future. If, you know, America's a little bit better off than other European countries. But again, if we don't fix a lot of this, 
we're not going to have a future. And, you know, ultimately, one difference between Christian nationalists is we kind of think we, uh, and conservative is, the one-income household needs to return so that people can have more children. Because we can't have a declining birth rate because that's population suicide. So... Uh, have you watched Rosario Butterfield's interview with Joel Webin? I am not. I did watch Joel Webin's video on conspiracy theories today. I thought that was pretty interesting. No, actually, cessation debate he just had. Uh, oh, wait. Just look at K-pop. All the males look like females. Exactly. South Korea. It's going downhill for them really quick. Uh, and then uh, perhaps, but our birth and population replacement sucks it does suck it's just slight it sucks less than the other countries is what i'm saying like we're sustained by some aspects of our culture we are we we are a disproportionately more christian country than other western nations so there's a more hope for america than any other western country i think uh just because you know we're the salt we're the light and we just need to start acting like it. And I think that's what Christian nationalism aims to do. Get us to start acting like that in the civil sphere. So that's kind of what we got to say about that. Uh, anything else? No, no, no. Don't stop simping. Uh, stop simping. Yeah, men, men need to be the face of the conservative movement, not women, because obviously it's just debased. And again, it doesn't win the voters you need to win. It just it's very masturbatory, I guess, to, you know, play into the anti-simping argument. All right. So we got more content like this over at Evangelical Dark Web, the website proper. There's more articles and videos and definitely more articles and live streams. Uh, we also have a newsletter that's linked in the description below that, that's completely free. You can sign up for bypass big tech censorship. Get it right in your email uh, at Evangelical Dark Web. Uh, evangelical calendar. We're not doing a calendar. We've missed the boat on that. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. I don't know who's going to be on it, though. And what type of pictures will they be? Is it going to be like that Seinfeld episode with uh, George? Yeah, and, uh, George Costanza. On George Costanza. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like that. Uh, what do you think of Hunter Avalon? Uh, was he a fraud from his... I don't know. I don't know the story. Uh, so not as familiar. Uh, we got another second on the evangelical dark web calendar, maybe next year. It's too late. Like the, the time to sell calendars is December. So calendar of the 12 disciples there. Now that's thinking, uh, so which Judas? Is, yeah. Which is, uh, his, he, he gets pride. Matthias. Um, anyway, have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one.